So what can I say about this film, except that it is a timeless lost gem from the classic B-rated horror film franchise. If you have not watched Frank Hooker, you need to get off this podcast episode right now and go watch it while it's still available on Amazon Shutter. You can see the problem, right? I mean, on paper, Frank Hooker must have seemed impossible. On screen, it still does. One of those movies where you glance around and concern making sure you had... You haven't had your cup of tea spiked by your cats. <laughs> and you ask yourself, am I really watching this film? Did this movie actually get made by real people? Hello, my spooky and creepy friends. It is I, the Horror Hound. And in this episode, I am continuing my shutterthon with the film Frankenhooker. Want a date? So not only does this movie tickle my B-rated horror senses, but it also reminds me of how cheesy and funny these movies can be. The under-budget and underrated movies need to be watched from time to time, especially if you have an appreciation for these type of films. Back in the day, if you were lucky enough to acquire this movie on VHS, I would highly suggest that you keep it. In my opinion, it is priceless. Sluts and bolts is what the tagline used to say, and they weren't wrong. (laughs) So... Frankenhooker is an early 90s horror film written and directed by Mr. Frank Hindenlotter. If you distinguish the name, then no doubt you are aware of his other such wacky, gorgasmic creations such as the Baptist Case Trilogy, one of my favorite franchises, by the way, and Brain Damage, another cult classic from the Rose movie Magician. Obviously, the movie is a parody of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Come on, it's not a brainer, people. The entire movie is completely ludicrous, but then who else would you expect from Hennelotter? It's alive. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. There is gore plenty, and the movie will have your heads exploding from such a titivating experience. Franco Hooker has everything that a horror fan asks for, including a giant pile of disembodied boobs. I don't know about you, but, uh,. I'm in. <laughs> so, and yet this is exactly the type of movie you would expect from Frank Hennelotter. Historian, a purveyor of all things, carnivalesque, a doff of the cinematic hat, two schlockmeisters of yore like William Castle. The man who jury-rigged theater seats with electrical shot and generating devices for the premiere of his magnum opus, The Tingler, a wonderfully self-reflexive bit of thick-sliced ham Starring the hammiest of all thespians, Vincent Price. After producer James, the exterminator, Glickenhaus, shot down his first script idea mid-pitch, Hindelotter invented Frankenhooker on the spot as a mix and match of The Brain That Wouldn't Die and Universal's Frankenstein films. Hindelotter has done his fair share to dodge guilt by association with the horror genre, preferring the self-description exploitation filmmaker, quote-unquote, and Frankenhooker certainly bears this out by refraining from the gonzo go for gross and highlighting Hennen Lauder's first two films, Basket Case and Brain Damage, and placing the emphasis squarely on absurdist humor. Frankenhooker features quirky over-the-top performances from faces such as James Lorenz, who plays the leading male role as Jeffrey Franken. Love the names given to the characters in this movie. Franken is a well-written character. The aforementioned... Deathless Brain, for instance, makes a cameo in the opening scenes, floating in an aquarium full of purple water, one lone eyeball rolling in the middle of the gray matter, 
as our crazed scientist in residence, Jeffrey Franken, delectedly taps surgical scalpels into various lobes and cortexes with a ball-peen hammer. Now, with his fiance dies in a remote-controlled lawnmower accident that reduces her to a tossed human salad, wannabe medico Franken hatches an appropriately mad scheme to rebuild her. After all, he has the technology, the courtesy of his education, stockpiled in the backyard laboratory. The mad Herbert West wannabe decides to take it upon himself to recreate his dearly departed using hooker parts. Jersey boy Jeffrey goes on the prowl for square parts. Where else? In Times Square. Hannah Lauder own his own happy hunting ground of the cinematic sort where he zeroes in on a bevy of by-the-hour beauties belonging to Juicehead pimp Zorro, played by Joseph Gonzalez. What are you, some kind of a Swede? You're talking to me in Swedish in Times Square! At the time, central New York was common with sex work and riddled with a rattle of crap pipes as the drug took hold of the city's gutters. Frankenhooker elevates itself through shrewd observations of this dark wave crashing through the streets. So when a room full of prostitutes played by strippers hired from a local club begin to explode in slow motion due to gorging themselves on a super strain of crack, there's an element of Dixinian social commentary to be had as the severed limbs rain about. Patty Mullen, who plays Elizabeth slash Frankenhooker, is probably my favorite actor in the whole movie. Her commitment and dedication to making the morbidly beautiful Frankenhooker animate were truly fun to watch. There was never a scene where I found myself unentertained. Frankenhooker is crass and hella perverse, but that's what makes it fucking awesome. The color scheme of the Frankenhooker was beautifully crafted. Everything about the movie was just electrifying. But, lacking the killer instinct, Franken does his dirty work by proxy, offering the gals a designer drug of his own device called Supercrack. Trouble is, the side effects can be rather nasty. Explosive, even. The comedy does come hard and fast, and no pun intended. In Frankenhooker, James Lorenz fiendishly ad-libs his way through nearly every scene, tossing out one-liners sufficient for several feature films. Among the funniest that I found, when Franklin attempts to call a menacing pimp with the advice, do the right thing, man, come on. <laughs> Standing in the body part-strewn aftermath of the super crack induced hooker explosion, he says, I want to apologize to everyone here. It's <laughs> a farewell salute to his reconstructed fiance as she's about to ride the lighting into reanimation. And he says, good luck. <laughs> so according to Hannah Lauder's commentary, Lorenz carefully prepared his inventiveness, test driving various gags in rehearsal before mixing them into the scripted dialogue. Elsewhere, Louise Lasser deftly handles her handful of scenes as Jeffrey's oblivious mother responding to his desperation I'm antisocial, I'm becoming dangerously immoral thing going on here with this most unenergetic, you want a sandwich? <laughs> so John Zachary, better known as Zachary, 
one of the first wave TV horror hosts from the 1950s, puts in a cameo as a weatherman who offers forecasts for mad scientists. Shirley Stoller, who played in The Honeymoon Killers and Seven Beauties, turns up in a cameo as Butch Barkeep Spike. And then there's Motormouth, a brief but brutal parody of 1980s opinion monger Morton Downey's TV show that features Beverly Bonner, who's appeared in every Hennelotter film since co-starring in Basket Case. Last and certainly not least, former penthouse pet Patty Mullen does a terrific job pulling absurd faces and parroting hooker come-ons under several pounds of brash, colorful makeup. And now, for the closing thoughts. Yay! Okay, so let's break down the film piece by piece. Again, no pun intended. It is a story of a foolish young man who wishes to rebuild his girlfriend after a lawnmower accident, seeking the parts of bodies in the red light district of no doubt, no places. So the pickle synopsis and is all you were going to get makes the movie sound moderately insane. Just another exploitation pot boiler. Nah. Okay. So you only think that because you'd not watch the scene where the super crack takes effect. Later on the other side of watching Frankenhooker, you will realize that my description summed up the experience as much as saying silence of the lambs involves fashion design. Okay, it's all right. No harm done. Everything's okay. No blood. Nothing's broken. It works, though. I mean, tentatively, yes. And in constant danger of falling off its scarlet heels into the gutter and making a complete mess of itself. You will likely never see a comedy in such poor taste again. And it is the depiction of prostitutes as crack-addicted, money-grabbing inheritance might be uncomfortable where... And not for the fact that Hennenlauter is an equal opportunity fiend. And everyone is presented as similarly grotesque. So, in my horror movie buff opinion, this film cannot be more suitable because Frankenhooker is just as gleefully perverse as his basket case pictures. And the shocks and yaks is what midnight shows are all about. And the gifted Hennenlauter supplies plenty of both. Even before New Jersey power plant worker Jeffrey Franken loses his pretty but plumpish fiancée Elizabeth to a runaway lawnmower, you know he's weird. A guy who's been thrown out of three medical schools and whose garage workshop slash lab features a tank containing what looks like to be the living brain of Cyclops. The movie never lets up in any way. It gets madder with every frame, funnier with every extreme, and bizarrely more and more intelligent culminating in an answer to the rising vein of prejudice that begins to throb as Franken realizes he can use the best horror parts to fix Elizabeth's flaws. When her senses finally kick in the gear, realization dawns and her retribution provides a fitting punchline to the whole tawdry affair. All in all, I do highly recommend Frankenhooker. The gore effects were a true pleasure to witness, staying true to Hennelotter's classic grotesque contorted slummy mucus pulsating monsters made from leftover body parts was truly a blessing to behold. I mean, come on now. Who would not want to be chased down by a multiple booed mutant? I can make you into anything you want. I can make you the centerfold goddess of the century. Just need the right parts. What saves it all as it is unfettered excess 
It is 80 minutes of shock and wonder and frequently genuinely funny. Had it been less an all-out attack on our sensibilities, its individual moments might have floundered. But after a while, when someone keeps smacking you in the face with a baseball bat, you end up appreciating the strength of their swing as much as howling how many teeth you have left. <laughs> so, anchored by Lorenz's central performance, a masterclass and how to play this sort of madness straight. He is ably supported by Patty Mullen as his jigsaw girlfriend, both running headlong at their parts and relish every absurd moment, therefore, so do we. I suspect there's nothing I could say to convince someone to watch this movie. You were either on board already, or so disgusted you will never look at anyone in the eye again. Still, surprise yourself, you will certainly never have seen anything quite like it, and as it is a package of excellent presentation. Although there is clearly gender and transphobia issues at the end, but I don't think Frankenhooker is worthy of real in-depth analysis. It's B-movie schlock. The Jeffrey gets an unhalf re-ending, while Elizabeth gets her revenge is enough for me. If you're in the mood for a great, bad movie, check out Frankenhooker. I mean, this is definitely a movie that you will want to grow up with both hands. Again, no pun intended. And therefore, I only have two questions for you. What are you waiting for, friends? And... On the next episode of South Jersey Horror, another random movie on Amazon's Shutter Channel. Who knows what it's going to be? I mean, there are so many horror movies on Shutter; it, it's hard to choose from. So I guess it'll be a surprise. Thank you for supporting this podcast by listening, and don't forget to subscribe to South Jersey Horror on your favorite platform. Take care, you mendips and sons of bitches. Cheers. <laughs>